0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Michael Kist. You caught me not listening again? Benjamin Solak.
1: You never listen!
0: It's the Kist and Solak Show. Presented by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. You are flying high on the. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Ben, what the heck? <laughs> what? Okay. What? <laughs> what did we just watch? And also, by the way, we're we're dying laughing, gentle listener. Michael Kiss here with Benjamin Solak. We are dying laughing at some of the reactions from uh, the media and Giants players' tweets right now are hilarious because apparently. They didn't know about the Elegant Tank, which we had known about literally all week. We knew that Sudfeld was going to come in at some point. But my God, jumping off sides on fourth down, just (laughs) chef's kiss. Unbelievable. Uh, Whatever Sudfeld was doing out there, do your thing, brother. Love you for it. Ben, (laughs) how you doing, man?
1: The visual, like the the experience of seeing Jalen Hurts, just like an athlete (laughs) playing quarterback out there. And then they pull him for Sudfeld. And in my head, I was like, I don't remember what Nate Sudfeld
0: looks like. I, I remembered what he did. I remembered that he loved to throw the nine ball yeah. on cover one man, which is exactly what he did, and immediately got picked off. So that was uh, a my, great Twitter moment I will
1: me. I will never forget. Oh twenty eighteen camp, I wanna say. The priest. it was the what was,
0: what was what was the preseason? Was it twenty eighteen where he lit up the preseason with like the second yeah. most deep ball air yards of all quarterbacks? Exactly. Yeah.
1: There was I think it was twenty eighteen. I may be wrong, but there was one preseason where Sudfeld was good and Every, every Eagles beat, forgive me, (laughs) was just like, yo, this is what we've been talking about in practice, like the accuracy, the deep ball. And it's like, he can't throw
0: anything else. He's just yeeting nine balls. It's the only thing. Right, exactly. He's just
1: like, well, I don't want to throw over the middle of the field. I can't throw accurately anything that breaks. We're just going to throw it downfield and hope somebody runs under it. Mark and Michelle, baby. Here we go. Uh, Oh my God. Uh, just when he was when he stepped out into the field yeah i was i literally i was like he's seven foot five he's the tallest person i've ever seen <laughs> firstly i forgot he was six seven and secondly he just was so gangling he was just so just like like oh my gosh Awkward. i forgot i just I, I thought I, I was like, oh, Hertz is is an athlete. And then I saw Sudfeld moving around out there. What did uh, Michelle Tafoya called him? Sandberg, I think, accidentally <laughs> in the post game presser with the Alex Smith. Um, but yeah, and I was just like, oh, my heavens, who is this person? It This was truly a delight to watch.
0: Yeah, it was amazing. And let's kind of like reset the table here. We were expecting to come into this thing and just see the Eagles lose. And then we can talk about Doug coming back and how coming back and all the ramifications from that. And. Moving forward and all that stuff, but then this comedy of errors of a game happens and the Eagles lose 20 to 14 to the Washington football team, Washington moves to seven and nine, I believe, and the Eagles move to four 11 and one. And uh, obviously this impacts the New York Giants who defeated the Dallas Cowboys today because the Cowboys can't do anything right, even when I when I pick them to, Mm -hmm. to win, especially when I pick them to do anything, honestly. And now the Washington football team will be advancing to the playoffs and facing the Tampa Bay Bucks in the first round of the playoffs, which is hilarious considering how the Bucks are playing right now compared to uh, Washington who can't even soundly beat an Eagles team that is quite clearly in on the take. Uh, ben, uh, your your thoughts other than that, I know we kind of covered it already, but this game was just uh, it, it was too absurd. For words, and again, we kind of knew that they were going to, I mean, they were playing Graylin Arnold, at cornerback, and he was covering Terry McLaurin in key spots. Like, what Rudy was Ford, this game?
1: baby. Rudy Ford, who took his first five snaps on defense for the Philadelphia Eagles last week, was a starting outside corner opposite Darius Slay. I was, dude, when McLaurin scored the touchdown, which I was watching it, and I, I was I was laying on the couch, I had a pillow up over my face. This is what I was not enjoying watching the game yet. <laughs> And I looked at, it, I went, all right, McLaurin stack at the top, their man coverage. If this doesn't go here, I will pay you a hundred dollars. And it was just my dog with me, and she just looked at me like, I don't, I don't operate with you know hard currency, but whatever, fine. And you're just watching. It's Darius Slay next to Grayland Arnold, and you're just thinking to yourself, <laughs> we pulled Slay out of Detroit for this. Yeah, Slay, Slay's got to be like. I threw a, I threw a, a temper tantrum, an adult temper tantrum, about my Patricia and the culture in Detroit to get to Philadelphia to line up next to, to Grayland Arnold and be like, <laughs> Rudy all Ford, right, well, that yeah. kid's getting toasted by Terry Tam- Don't worry, I've got Cam Sims, fellas. Don't worry about it. I've got him locked up. I'm going to see what uh, Terry what, uh, Tam- McLaurin does to Grayland Arnold. So, yeah, they walked out with, with absolutely zero secondary. Uh, Hertz probably played his worst game, uh, seven for 20. 72 mm. yards uh, uh less than four yards an attempt uh th- that's what a like 40 percent completion percentage roughly um no 35 percent, roughly and then uh he had the pick he took the sack he was decent scrambling but uh eight eight carries with 34 yards he had the two touchdowns but again like he's running the ball so much in the red zone because he doesn't like throwing the ball in the red zone he doesn't right see anything quickly enough to hit it in those very tight spaces he doesn't commit to his first read um so i mean like touchdowns are touchdowns there's no doubt that that's better than the alternative which is not scoring points um but continues to be a very uncomfortable passer there uh the eagles decided to give boston scott a ton of carries boston scott had 15 carries for 65 yards and you might be thinking to yourself like all right well it's boston scott's 15 carries for 65 yards who cares uh, they gave miles sanders 15 carries last week They gave Miles Sanders 12 carries the week before. They used Boston Scott like he was just a Miles Sanders level caliber player, right? There's like, hey, he's a bell cow back now. We're just going to do this. Uh, That didn't work well.
0: (laughs) Uh, the Whiteside is your leading receiver with two receptions for 40 Mm -hmm. years.
1: Yep. So begins the dawn. Uh, (laughs) A new sun rises on the (laughs) era of J.J.R. Whiteside in Philadelphia. Jalen Rager, who Alshon Jeffrey, who uh, Rager had a gorgeous route from the slot. Yes, beautiful. And just wide open should have been six balls a little bit behind him. Rager does not. But balls was a lot behind him, if we're going right. to be honest. Rager does not acknowledge this until it's too late. Adjusts to it, gets his hands on it and then isn't able to get it through the catch point. So just another great example of like. Everything was good until the game time to just like finish execution and then enough things went wrong to turn a really good play into a really bad play. And then he leaves with a head injury and obviously uh, his rookie season is done. Uh, I saw somebody on Twitter say that uh, uh, the Eagles drafted Rager over future first ballot Hall of Famer Justin Jefferson. (laughs) So that's where mentally uh, we're all at. Uh, Greg Ward attempted a pass in a game the eagles were actively trying to lose finally yeah they finally let greg Ward throw the football
0: and what was folgum doing on that one because folgum caught it and then went out of bounds like tiptoe tap mm, got it nailed it and then looked around and went oh my god there's nobody within 40 yards of me just abs- absurd
1: like okay so i get it because usually there's somebody coming usually. right there and you just have to bounce right and like
0: how do you I- not know that there's nobody <laughs>
1: Right, I mean, like, like you did Ronald Darby so bad, and then you just pop out of bounds. The other thing that's funny is, like, usually this is like such a funny thing. Usually, on that route. You would know where the corner is relative to where the the quarterback puts the ball. Right. If the quarterback takes you to the sideline, he's telling you get out of bounds. or are closing on you. And right. if the quarterback leaves the ball hanging inside, he's telling you turn up field. You're open. But whether or not Fulham case- thought he was going to get that message from Ward is questionable, right? <laughs> like, how much are you thinking Ward's going to be putting it on your inside shoulder versus your outside shoulder trying try to get you to turn it right But Ward, man, Ward's <laughs> out there's like breaking ankles on free rushers. See, That thing was a whip, dude. I was it was the best throw we saw a night from a guy wearing midnight green right. uh yeah so that was awesome dude ha- uh shout out the defense playing really well in jim schwartz's last game i loved that uh they mm. had a ton of a ton of ball production they were uh they forced fumbles uh they had the uh the uh, multiple interceptions They had two picks of alex smith uh like they had seven tackles behind the line of scrimmage no eight five tackles tfls and three sacks behind the line of scrimmage uh they were all over the place, right? It was, it was an aggressive game. They were flying around. Alex Singleton apparently is a good linebacker now, if you're to Al Michaels and Al Michaels alone. Uh, so it was fun. Like, they were clearly playing fast when the Eagles were trying to lose that game in the second half. They wouldn't let them. You know, they kept on keeping them in. If they had recovered that fumble on that second to last drive, I would have lost my mind because it would have been in scoring position. Um, but yeah, so defense played great for Jim Schwartz in the last one. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, Schwartz blitzed a ton. Just yes. kind of let his hair down in his last game, which was fun. Uh, Jalen Hurts didn't look great. And then Doug Peterson, who we're seeing this right now uh, in the postgame presser, quote, yes, I was trying to win. Yes, that was my decision in regards to sitting Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfeld mm. in a
0: three-point game mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. We all kind of know what it is. And I- I- I'm 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 dying laughing reading some of these people that are just... Like Dan Orlovsky, future Eagles offensive coordinator, of course. Yeah, uh, that was a mockery. With a full like, pulled out the the iPhone Notes app to write a dissertation on this thing. Like, come on, man. Like, I remember when the Bucks tanked for for Jameis Winston, and it was so obvious, and nobody cared. And I think Jeff Schwartz has a point when he says this could have happened at one; nobody would have cared. It's prime time. It's the only game on. People care. I, I find them. I don't care. It's not my money. I don't give a damn because the Eagles are picking sixth and not ninth in the NFL draft and that's pretty much the the result that matters for the Eagles uh in this one so Ben just kind of moving on from this hilarious uh farce of a game that's so fitting that's the way that the NFC East is decided uh looking forward to to Washington Tampa Bay (laughs) next week that should be fun as Tampa Bay has gotten their stuff together since their bye week uh real shift in their offensive philosophy so we should see an early exit mm-hmm. uh, from uh, from Washington in the playoffs, but Ben uh, news. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait, I didn't realize on third and 18, they sent the middle linebacker from depth and Kelsey just did not look at him. Oh. Just gave him a little forearm and let him go right did up the a game Sunfeld. Oh, no.
0: Did you see the one where they? it, it looked like I, it, maybe every, everyone thought he was going to spike it? I think it was second down in that same sequence. But, like, there was, like, a three or four-man rush and, like, Zach Ersch just kind of, like, let his man go. And, like, none of the linemen got out of their stance. And Sudfeld, poor guy, just got absolutely destroyed on that play. Bless him uh, for standing in there and for being in on the tank uh, with us, the elegant tank, uh, as it were, Gosh, as the Eagles so again. So
1: much like foals, like just the weird drop <laughs> yes. backs and a complete inability to manage the pocket. It's exhausting. I'm, I can't deal with I can't deal with the Internet right now. This is far <laughs> too much for me listen so mike mike roffalo said before the game like yeah they might give sodfeld extended playing time right. and if there's a spot where it makes sense to put him in for hertz they will and, and the hertz thing is right like spot that made sense is a loaded phrase what right. is a spot that makes sense losing by a lot winning by a lot three-point game that you look like you maybe have been trying to win this whole time who knows uh, apparently that's what it was. Apparently Doug was so locked down in on getting sudfeld sudfeld might be my
0: favorite Eagle, <laughs> um, just because <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing. <laughs> sudfeld
1: might be my favorite Eagle, just because. Like again, I I, sh- I reshared this quote because in in a year of absurd quotes, it is the absurdest. The Eagles, like when they were talking about the Jalen Hurts pick, they were like. Sudfeld, like we brought Sudfeld back, but Nate's made it very clear that he wants to have an opportunity to go start somewhere. So knowing that, we had to make sure we locked up the backup quarterback position. Somebody should have told Nate Sudfeld. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best it's gonna get, man.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
1: So fitting that it's against Washington too cuz we poached him from Washington, remember? And it was like, right. "Oh, we got him. Nate Sutherland.
0: Elite uh ESP called them an elite quarterback prospect right? yeah. at one point, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh
1: my goodness, <laughs> memories. What a
0: ridiculous so- event. Let let's kind of uh, transition here out of whatever the heck that was, and we'll talk about some serious stuff, and then we'll get to three words from the gentle listeners. Did we do uh, three here.
1: words? Oh my god! I'm not going to look at any of them right now. I'm just going to read them all live on air. Okay, good. Okay,
0: fantastic, fantastic. Because we we are going to get to that. Uh, seeing as it's the last Kiss and Solak reaction pod to a game, which is sad, but we are having fun here. Let let's talk about some of the reports that that came out. So as as we stand mm. right now, the reports are and I don't want to say it's like 100 percent, but like I'm 99 percent pretty much sold on these like Jake Glazer followed up and like all this stuff. So what we know right now or what we think we know is that Howie Roseman is going to return as the general manager for the Philadelphia Eagles and Doug Peterson. Will return as head coach for the Eagles as well. We do not know uh, what's going to happen with Carson Wentz and his contract and a possible trade and all that stuff. And apparently, if he does go somewhere, Chris Mortensen reporting that he wants to go to Indianapolis, which would make sense because Frank Reich is there and all that stuff. But Ben, how do you feel about the Eagles? Not necessarily running it back with the roster, but running it back with the main players in the front office. There's going to be coaches, you know, coach, coaching changes throughout the the offensive staff. Obviously, on the defensive side of the ball, since Jim, since, uh, Jim Schwartz is uh, retiring or not renewing his contract and won't be back next year. But how do you feel about the Eagles running it back with Howie and Doug?
1: It was it's not. I mean, so like, yeah, you know, OK, well, <laughs> all right.
0: My feeling, they, is like they, they were kind of screwed for 2021 anyway, so just maybe mm-hmm. see if they can fix it because 2022, like 2022 right. for me, is like the uh-huh. year where like if they trade once the cap kind of resets, they can be out from right. under all of these contracts and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I think you if, if you're Laurie, Laurie, and you want to like dichotomous key, not dichotomous key, but like kind of if then this whole thing and say so like what are my priorities and how am I gonna go about it. I think you sit down and you say, like, my priority is going to be getting the quarterback position correct. And you sit down and it's clear that Roseman is 100% on board with that. Roseman is one of the most QB happy general managers ever, right? He's just like, we're going to add all the QBs in the building and we're going to wheel and deal them and we're going to get the right quarterback. And so, like, if you're sitting there and you're saying, like, the quarterback position at large is my priority, then I understand why you continue to be attached with Roseman. And then. Again, like I think it's important to look at what they said after the Hurts pick. It's it's clear that Peterson is to some degree viewed as a as a quarterback developer and viewed as a big part of why the Eagles are so good with quarterbacks. Like over the last five years, we developed Wentz and we we established a good offense with Foles. We've been good with backup quarterbacks. We developed Nate Sudfeld, LOL. Uh, you know this is this is what like you know Peterson is part of our QB culture. If you want to say as Lori that your priority is like Wentz, like I've already spent the money on Wentz, so I want Wentz to work. It's not I want quarterback to work and I'm willing to spend a draft pick on it or whatever, but I want Wentz to work. That's where it becomes more difficult to trust Roseman and to trust uh, Peterson. You know, Peterson said in his, his game presser, I've got no idea where all these Wentz comments came from. I you know, have a great professional relationship with Wentz, it's the bomb. But, you know, clearly, like Wentz, you know, Mort had the report and it's been going around that Wentz in the locker room, so on and so forth. It's clear there's there's an incongruity there. It's clear that at the very least there's crossed lines or some disagreement if there's not outright ire and frustration. So that's where you start to question Peterson. And if you if you're fully in on Wentz. Peterson wasn't able to pull him out of this slide this year, even if you do good stuff in the offseason, even if you do good stuff, you know, between January and August and and Wentz gets with the quarterbacks coaching and you get good personnel. Well, you get a few good games out of Wentz. What happens when he starts to struggle again? Offenses start catching up to you. And now you have to go back to the drawing board and come up with new ideas. This didn't work last time. Will it work again this time? So I think that's where you start to lose faith in Peterson. And then certainly you lose faith in Rosen because of the the weapons with which he's surrounded Wentz so far. So it's a little bit about Laurie, are who who you whose basket are you putting your eggs in? Is it Wentz or is it Roseman who you believe has been good around quarterbacks for the last few years? Is it Peterson who you be, believe has been good around quarterbacks for the last few years? And figuring out this this position, whether it's Wentz or otherwise, I understand why they're running it back. I do. I, I do still believe that Roseman's a, a a good general manager in the league. I think he's a good guy to have in your front office. It's clear that the Eagles have a personnel evaluation problem. Uh. Mm-hmm. But, to the degree to which they've you know uh, uh, push money into future years and kicked the can down the road, we've been talking about that for two or three years. Like, yeah. you know they've been doing it for a while and it, and it's 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 been okay because it's been a risk you're taking on because you're hunting a big reward and you knew you're gonna have to pay the piper eventually and now you're paying the piper. Life in the NFL is cyclical like that. you know what I mean? Like you look at Seattle right now, John Schneider's gonna you know, the Lions might interview John Schneider for their GM job. This is the second cycle for Schneider, right? The first cycle was Legion of Boom and they made that Super Bowl run. They really tried to hit that window. They were unable to do so. They had to wash that roster and reload it. And even Schneider himself, like they keep missing on first round picks. Like they're not great at personnel evaluation either, but they continue to get guys into the building, circle through players. And now all of a sudden they got the quarterback position right. And that's, that's buoying them. So I think that. Roseman's still a good guy to have in your front office, and I, and obviously we've talked about it ad nauseum. but I still have a lot of faith in Doug, and Doug's done a great job with Hurts, just getting players open for him, making reads easy. I wish that he took some of those tenets of simplification and and put them in the Wentz offense, where he seemed really oriented to getting Wentz into a rhythm and giving him options and letting him make decisions. Right. Um, so- I understand why they're running it back. I think you're going to see changes in the offensive senior analysts. You know, oh, they're going to not bring Marty Morningleg back. Yeah, you know, I don't know what that does or whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously with Schwartz, you have an opportunity to kind of redo the defense and and get a new defensive identity and kind of pull some of the attention off the offense. But I understand why they're running it back. Yeah, I think they're going to be better in 2021 than they were this year. Certainly, like that's a not a hard bet. They're going to be picking six overall, so I think they're going to be better. But I imagine that the the key this off season will be being able to point at the end of the 2021 season and say, we fixed the quarterback position, and now we're on a new arc. We're on a positive upward swing for future years because we've got quarterback right. So that's the big thing facing them as they move forward.
0: Yeah, it needs to look like 2016 things moving in the direction as opposed to what it looks like now, which is, you know, uh, wooden shoes up the stairs, uh, silk slippers down the stairs. They're certainly in the silk slippers uh, portion of that. And and I mean just look at the resume. And I and I, I'll I'll ask this to you. Do you think it's the way we view thing th- things in this bubble with the way Philadelphia media is? Because I would love to see like Philadelphia mm-hmm. media, for example, covering the Los Angeles Rams and what they would say about Jared Goff and Sean McVay and, and things of that nature. I would really love to see what they have to say about Deshaun Watson, who is not a winning quarterback this year, but playing top five quarterback, right. you know, in the league. But, like, you look at the resumes, Doug Peterson, and everybody does this without the Super Bowl year, and I always found it weird, but Doug Peterson, with the Super Bowl year included, is 42 and now 37 as a head coach. He had three consecutive winning seasons and playoff appearances. Howie Roseman, as a general manager or executive VP of football ops, he has overseen teams that have gone on to a 91-83-1 record. That's a winning record, six winning seasons four seasons below uh, 500 with an eight and eight thrown in there. Do you think it's just because the way that that Eagles fans and and I love the passion, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. and I understand the holes and you addressed a lot of the issues that they have, certainly with player development, with player evaluation, all of those things, some shortcomings with Doug this year, so on and so forth. But to be so quick to pull the plug on what you I mean, you look at other general managers by comparison howie roseman is a successful general manager in the nfl doug peterson is a super bowl winning head coach like that matters do you think it's because we're in this bubble that the the reaction to this is so visceral that the eagles would even consider running it back
1: nice use of visceral I was good one. thank you i don't i don't even think it's characteristic to eagles fans i just think it's characteristic to fans you know i think mm. if you asked uh, like I don't want to create a straw man fan and then have an argument with him because that's not fair. Okay, but I think I think largely we talk about process over results. Right, that's that's what we've. Oh, this is emotional now. Over our many years <laughs> podcasting together, no, we we we've liked to talk about process over results. You know what I mean? When we we when it when it's a route from Rager to get a target from Hertz and how that goes. That's process over results. And then when it's large term. Team building, we talk. We talk about process of results, right? And certainly, when you win a Super Bowl, there's always that sensation of, "Well, what did you do? It must have been good because mm-hmm. you won a Super Bowl." And that's where you get, you know, you can never have your uh, quarterback account for more than twelve point four percent of your cap because no team has ever won the Super Bowl with their quarterback accounting for more than twelve point four percent of their cap, right. right? And it's like if you just justify things by Super Bowl wins, you're going to go down the wrong road. And so agree. when you look at process here for Philadelphia. I remember making that stupid flow chart when the Eagles signed Wentz to an extension, and I was it was basically just like, all right, if he's bad from now on, which it turns out he was, you're screwed whether or not you extended him, because right. now you got to restart this whole thing, yeah. and if he's good from now on, you got him before the golf deal, you got him before the Prescott got deal, that's a win, and if he's got injury... You were going to be screwed anyway, because that meant you're going to have to restart this whole quarterback thing, right? Right. You had a player in Wentz who had the potential to be a franchise quarterback. And the second that guy's in hand, you want to find a way to build around him and sustain him. A large part of conversation recently, which has been, uh, uh, you know, kind of activated by the Jalen Hurts pick and by the Jordan Love pick has been about. Drafting multiple quarterbacks has Mm -hmm. been about, okay, like the Dolphins have Tua. Tua has not been that great. They have a top five pick because of the Houston trade. They should take a quarterback. Sure. You know what I mean? You can. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But the idea is that once you find your guy, you you transition in your life stage as as a team to saying, all right, we've gone from trying to become competing to competing, right? I think that if you like, you know, everybody wants to use the bills as an example right now. Think about where the Bills would be currently if Josh Allen is who we, th- if Josh Allen was right now, who we thought Josh Allen would be. You know what I mean? If Josh Allen did the exact same thing in 2020 as he did in 2019, and everybody's like, oh, they did a right. great job building around him. They did, but they had faith that that guy was a franchise caliber player. We yes. didn't. And if yes. if if they had been wrong and we had been right, right, they would have three significant picks tied up into a Stephon trade with a quarterback who can't hit him. Right. They would have had multiple uh, day two picks spent on running backs. and They're not able to run the football.
0: It would all look you know? bad. And I love yeah. Brandon Beaton. But you're right. it Everything else yeah. would look bad by right. comparison. Yeah. They said, we've got our
1: guy. We're putting our chips in. And yeah. here they are, the best team with a chance to dethrone the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are the other important team. Because the Chiefs are going to be good forever because of Patrick Mahomes. Just as the, the, the Patriots were good forever because of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Those aren't models. You can't follow them. Right. It, 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 exactly. It's like, oh, they found him a homes. Let's just go find him a homes. All right, here we go. <laughs> There's nothing there. You can't. It can't be done. And so, all of this to say, yes, we we want immediate results as fans. And the reality of good team building is that at times it fails abysmally because mm. good team building is maximizing a very fickle, very finicky, very narrow, very fleeting window. Of success. And even when you maximize that window, even when you wrench it open for all of its worth, you got to get through Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And you got to get Keanu Neal to keanu neal to neal football knee a midair that tory smith catches you got to get Jalen mills locking up julio jones you got to get bad steve Sarkeesian play calls in fourth and goal and then you got to get minnesota off of an emotional win and boat race them with dog masks you get a backup quarterback who plays the best football not only of his life but of the life of all backup quarterbacks that have ever existed and then immediately turn into a pumpkin a year later you, right. know, you gotta have the most ludicrous things happen it's very difficult to win a Super Bowl, it's easier to win games, and the Eagles should have won more games. And the Eagles are responsible for winning more games. And if Roseman yes. and Peterson keep doing the stuff that we believe to be good process but don't win games, they will be fired because eventually you need results. But yeah, we're, we're results oriented as fans, and so we want change when the results are bad. A- 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 the reality is that these things are, are cyclical and finicky, and oftentimes a-, a steady guiding hand is the better one.
0: Yeah, wow. but also like Fire Jim Schwartz. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah, there, there, there's that too. But no, uh, that that's a fantastic point. So Eagles Twitter is going to kill itself over the next off season. Uh, Howie Roseman's name is mud. When Howie Roseman, by the way, was one of the most popular people on Philly's Twitter, uh, Philly Philadelphia Eagles Twitter for a couple of years. I mean, he could yep. do literally no wrong, and now the guy can literally do no right. And we'll see if he can turn that around yet again. We'll see if he can come from the broom closet, metaphorically, uh, to the spotlight yet again. We'll see. And look, I'm not trying to defend Howie here. But I am saying I think um, a lot of the criticisms are overblown. A lot of people that, that think he's done uh, a terrible job would also say that he was lucky in 2016, 2017. 2016, 2017, I thought, were masterful jobs. From Howie Roseman, not only from the from the and not this not even just the drafts, but it goes to the the, the player, the pro scouting mm-hmm. as well, bringing in Brandon Brooks, uh, Nigel Bradham at the right time, and so on and so forth. Anyway, Rodney McLeod, who contributed really well to that to that run, but uh, yeah, we we could talk about that uh, until uh, mm-hmm. for the next few hours, but we're not going to because I don't have to, Ben. I I, I get to experience this off season from afar don't know don't you don't you don't you do that ben anyway <laughs> when we come back here on the Kist and so show uh we'll get into uh three words and just kind of talk about the state of the eagles that's coming up next right after this hey this is scott galloway author professor entrepreneur and most importantly host of the prop g podcast we got a special series running on right now called the future of work where i answer all your questions on surprise the future of work And we are back here on the Kist and Solak show, I think it's episode 220, SB Nation, Bleeding Green Nation, bringing it to you, Michael Kist here with Benjamin Solek, uh, talking here after the Eagles lost to Washington that sends Washington to the playoffs, Giants players are distraught on Twitter, uh, so are other analysts uh, displaying their outrage, which is just honestly just hilarious to me. But uh, beyond that, Ben, let's get into three words. And uh, I, like you, haven't really looked at them. I have highlighted some Here of them. We go. Uh, first, first off, I will say uh, thank you, guys. Uh, so many people in the mentions, and we're gonna shout these people out uh, specifically uh, in the uh, the next show that we do. So this isn't the last Kiss and Solak show. We're gonna do one more. We're gonna do the show that we wanted to do when we're recording
1: selfishly. <laughs>
0: interjected themselves in our lives. (laughs) Had Jim Schwartz
1: retire. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So that happened on Saturday. We were going to record like a BS and around type of show on Saturday, but then the Jim Schwartz uh, news broke. So obviously that was more important to deal with. So we have this show. We'll have uh, one more. But Ben, as we scroll through uh, three words here, and I swear I had this bookmarked as far as like my likes and all that stuff. And apparently I did not that I liked them from the BGN account. I don't know. But again, so many people wishing me luck and um, saying thank you. And again, I want to shout all of you out individually on the next podcast. Um, It means a ton. Uh, It sucks that this is the last reaction show with Ben. And Ben is like the person who like all of this started with
1: nope no 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 not emotionally prepared it's twelve fifteen at night can't do this right now needed a whole hour to get ready for that um uh styles. i was gonna
0: go there too sorry go ahead styles like no yep
1: nope 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 we am gonna avoid that for as long as possible at lyle kang uh i feel sick can't support an organization that's no respect for its fan players in the league the number six pick will be cursed a it's way more than three words b Imagine, Im- Mike, 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 if six is a bad player and nine is a good player, this game will live in infamy forever. <laughs> Imagine. I love it. They yeah. got, they, I mean, so the value from nine to six on like, you know, the classic trade charts is the equivalent of like a middle third round pick. It's right. like or an early third round pick. It's like right. decent value. You know what I mean? So they essentially acquired a top 75 pick by making sure they lost this game so it's not insignificant however you still have to get six correct and mm-hmm. if they don't if mm-hmm. they get a bad player everyone's gonna hate him forever it's gonna be awesome
0: do you do you agree with um at incog brian whose three words is uh lori ordered it you think lori was like no, look for oh, help uh, uh,
1: uh, well doug said in the in the post game presser, he said i had no communication with the front office i don't know that doesn't technically include lori uh Oh, I think does. the lady
0: doth protest too much.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 very interesting. Poor Jason Kelsey. It, yeah. it was a little, yeah. It like poor Jason Kelsey. It was a little weird for everyone to be like, oh, like oh, I feel so bad for Jason Kelsey. Man, I felt bad for Jason Kelsey for months. Months, <laughs> like, dude. You know, like, yeah, like um,
0: he's been so banged no. up, and like the the injury that Bo Wolf from the Athletic mm-hmm. had about uh, his injuries like last year. Uh, we're crazy, and then he has a daughter and everything like that. And like then there's the. Did you mm-hmm. see the picture of Zach Ertz just sitting yeah. alone on the sideline after the game by yeah. himself? Like, look, by the Zach way, big Ertz. up
1: Zach. I've loved you here. You've been great forever. Love you so much. Please don't block me on Twitter.
0: <laughs> Shout out Zach Ertz. I like look, Zach has not had the season that he probably wanted here. And I think he's kind of seen the writing on the wall as far as like it's probably his last season as an Eagle and, and has given a ton to the franchise. So I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like I don't like the guy because I mean, I've loved his play over the years. He's mm-hmm. been fantastic. He was extremely productive, improved as a blocker, which people think for some reason that he still stinks at like. Uh, the the guy is one of the all-time eagles uh in my opinion but may have played his last snap uh in green so you know that sucks but ben uh looking at th- looking at the rest of the uh three words here boy man like so many other, like, god it's crazy. It's crazy, man. How many uh, on this mm-hmm. kiss? Thank you, kissed. So on and so okay, forth. Then we get again, Everybody but... loves you. Evan yeah, Thorpe. No, how there we go. Thank you. SEC Save me film. for the love of God, Ben. E422 go
1: factory is factoring. I like that because like the QB factory is factoring in to this decision to play Sodfeld, demonstrate our developmental ability slash also ensure that we had an earlier draft pick, which could potentially deliver us yet another quarterback. So, yes, yeah. the factory was factoring
0: kyle Word sorrell play. kyle sorrell at wolves run underscore alone says cry giants cry um i like that because i think the giants are going to cry and they're going to call like the united nations to get a binding resolution to open up an investigation into this game for tanking when mm-hmm. obviously you can't right. you can't really prove that the eagles were taken they jumped off sides on a fourth and one a couple guys probably
1: did. the best play
0: <laughs> which was amazing right. which
1: was was amazing uh, forever at E underscore creator says tanking is ethical. Uh, yes. Also like, you know, they say before the game, Southfield might play crickets. Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffery or Deshaun actually was banged up, but like Alshon Fletch, Miles Sanders, all not playing in this game. Crickets. You know what yeah. I mean? Come, coming into this, the, everybody knew that they were going to like, it was very clear to everybody who was following the injury report. was following their, message before the game that right. they were going to use this game to watch some players and to see what they could do. And they weren't going to try to lose, but they also weren't, you know, asking guys to gut it out for the final week of the season with little injuries when they could just put in some young guys and see how they performed. So, you know, it's it's interesting to see what exactly like gets people up in a tizzy. You know what I mean? Like you. It if you were if you were really pissed about the eagles tanking on national television they've been planning this for days so you should have been yelling about it beforehand man
0: <laughs> and look i apologize uh for any random sounds you hear in the background my tv is deciding to unpause itself and to be frank with you it's late enough and uh i'm not going to be editing this to the crazy micromanaging levels that uh i have in the past so that's what that is uh so, what about Rager tweeting mid game? That's from uh, Miroslav at Metaphysical with a K underscore. Uh, do you care that Rager was tweeting after he was injured? Comes out of the game, goes to the locker room. Apparently, his agency tweets something out. I'm going to make you talk Yesterday, about this. And, okay. His
1: agency tweeted that it, a happy birthday to him. BLG went on a a a you know hunt in the internet. <laughs> apparently Reger's birthday is January 1st which a happy new year it's very exciting uh so it, the birthday too is even a couple of days late for his own agency which I don't know what that is uh and then Rager, yeah Rager's out with a uh a head injury so he retweets his birthday message from the agency
0: okay okay so there's a couple things there. Number one, I don't, I, mean, I don't
1: even see it on his Twitter anymore.
0: Okay, probably because he unretweeted it, right? Because he was uh, getting call, people like, call. hey, play why are you...
1: Play it safe, play it safe, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, wh- why are you doing this? Which, like, I get, okay? Young dude makes a mistake. I didn't like the fact that he did it, but also at the same time, what is he honestly going to be doing?
1: I don't, I don't care. Right, like, uh, right, others, right. I just so don't care. Just get better at catching a football. Like, that's right. just it.
0: There are things that I criticize Rager about. Going out of bounds, uh... Too easily, uh, not addressing the ball at the catch point uh, all all that well, all the time. The attitude that he displays on the field, which looks, in my opinion, to be bad. I'm not mm-hmm. a psychologist right. or anything like that, but like that's what it looks like to me. I do not care that at one point he deleted his Twitter. I actually thought that was a good move. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be on Twitter. My job, or at least my job has been to be on Twitter and be a personality. I have to be on Twitter. His job is not that at all. He does not have right. to be on Twitter. He doesn't have to be on there, and I'm 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 very strict with with people that if I'm criticizing a player, they want to pile on and talk trash and talk all crazy to a player. I just block them immediately. I don't care. Like I don't, I don't understand what about your life is so bad do people you, people you
1: block right now. This is not important.
0: Oh my god, hundreds, like hundreds, hundreds, I have hundreds,
1: zero people blocked.
0: Oh my god, dude, how do you do it? Do you have people muted?
1: No. Oh, dude. Nobody's angry. I just let this thing, I mean, if you want to be angry, be angry, I don't really care, but I just don't, like, nobody, I don't attract these people.
0: That's wild. I Where get is so is many.
1: privacy and safety? Mute and block. Blocked oh, accounts. <laughs> oh, I have blocked accounts, people who, like, uh, like, who promoted accounts, promoted Spam. tweets.
0: Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I have I those get...
1: blocked. And let's see, yeah. muted
0: accounts. And like mail order brides and like stuff like that. Yeah. Like you have to no. block those. I
1: have so, yeah. a bunch of gym fitness model actors muted and blocked. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't need so to see what sense. attractive people look like. All right. That's not, I don't need that in the middle of my day. I just have my belly and I'm okay.
0: I blocked four people today. What do you, <laughs> I'm just, just, okay. Just today. But like again, right. I do not, I do not care uh, about regular social media. I don't. I re- I really don't. He's in the locker room. or He's getting looked over. He's saying they're they're you're done for the game. He retweeted a happy birthday thing. Who cares, man? Right. Like I get on rigor for a lot of stuff, but that's not one that I'm I'm gonna care about at all.
1: I like yeah. I'd like you know if somebody was like, hey, you have an injury. You're out for the rest of the game. I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna play, you know, euchre on my phone. Like I, like, I mean, like, I mean, I don't know, like it was like, I guess, like, I don't know if it's like an arm injury. I'd probably like, go out and watch the rest of the game and whatever. If it was a head injury. I don't know if like he's not supposed to go anywhere or do anything. You know what I mean? Like if it's like he had a concussion, but like, I think like maybe they would have said concussion if it was a concussion. I don't know. But anyway, it it didn't seem like he came back to the sideline. And if, like, he was supposed to do that and didn't, that sucks. I uh, just, like, hung out on his phone instead. That's super lame. But, yeah, I don't, like, I, I've got 95,000 problems with Rager, and this is just not one of them. Like, let's get a, an outside release against press, and then we'll deal with your Twitter usage. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like, that, to me, you know, uh, well, firstly, thank goodness we had this debacle at the end of the games. So it totally swept that narrative under the rug. Um
0: and the Jets are like, oh, thank God, because we ran cover zero blitz against the Raiders, and nobody's thinking about that anymore right. in a game that and we was were like, trying oh, to was like, oh,
1: this tank. is so <laughs> egregious. Jalen Hurts was <laughs> seven for 20 for 72 yards and a pick. Wow, Polling game is why you're tanking. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Jalen Hurts, uh, QB of the future, confidence meter, check in. One Four? Once
0: um, again. Four again. I'm even lower now. Yeah, I mean, it's probably like, a, like fringing on three. Like, yeah. okay, the problem is he's kind of exactly what? we thought he was in terms of the limitations and also right. what he does well Here's and what that you, yeah has not evolved
1: you cannot walk into camp next year with hurts no Wentz, nobody else it can't be like I hurts agree. and like you know a uh, geno smith you no know, right. you
0: can't do it you can't He's about giving
1: you enough there are certainly you could take his five ten best plays from every single game strap them together and be like that's a starting quarterback and i 100 agree with you he is more accurate than what we saw from Wentz this year. At times he's more decisive, like not just the athleticism stuff, like the like the passing game stuff. He has certainly been better than any four random Wentz games and in the aggregate has been acceptable. But there's a ceiling here. And 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 it may even be like a prescribed ceiling. It may even be like just this coaching staff does not believe you can do X, Y, and Z. Maybe he needs a different coaching staff to just let him rip it over the middle of the field and live with the consequences. Mm-hmm. But if it's Peterson... This staff and Hurts. First of all, receivers aren't good enough to really maximize what right now is a limited passer. And secondly, this coaching staff does not want to let him have the whole field, does not want to let him have the whole meat and potatoes of the playbook. And so if you walk in next year with Hertz and Geno, well, okay, then you're going to have to let him sink and swim with the whole playbook. But it doesn't seem like there's faith that he can do that. So you would yeah, need to Yeah, bring- but I mean,
0: that that's, that's right now, though, Ben. Like, that's through three or four games, like...
1: Right, right, uh, right, right. Which I'm, I I understand that. I, yeah. I'm Right. But... What was he doing weeks one through twelve?
0: <laughs> I mean, that's 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 a fair point, but also like game yeah. action is a lot different right. than practice reps, I, reps. Yeah,
1: I agree. But if you're calling yeah. yourself a QB factory, and your method for quarterback development <laughs> is right, for their yeah. entire first season not even letting them have fifty percent of the passing playbook, <laughs> like just to me, I don't I don't get it. Is what I'm saying,
0: right? That's fair. And that's so fair. yeah, and I, look, I, I honestly think a lot of uh the a quarterback's rookie season, unless you just come out and ball out, is noise. And it's hard to take away from that, but you can you can identify areas in which to improve. And it's the areas that we were concerned about after the first week when he won and the same week in the fourth week when he lost and and played terribly. I mean, like I said, really hasn't changed in my eyes what he is. That's also part of the problem and why that score is ticking down uh, Mm -hmm. a little bit more. Ben, uh, anything else you want to get to before we get out of here?
1: No, I just I'm still reading more tank things so we've been on the call yeah. for an hour now and it's still just people talking about it chris long's having a great time enjoying is that it? oh yeah yeah
0: what's what's his take on it
1: chris long uh he said wait so doug got reassurance on his job this week in this situation and just decided to go rogue question mark is that what i'm being told on twitter question mark um <laughs> and so i think what he's... oh i
0: see i see yeah. him now f this all pod is what he's
1: yeah right so he said, I, think, I don't think
0: many of you are understanding what I'm saying here. Okay, so this is this is interesting. I'm I'm right. I'm actually uh interested in what uh Chris Long has to right. say about this. Much Usually more so than yeah. a lot of people in Philadelphia Media, if I'm being honest.
1: Yeah, no, I first all, I like everything that uh uh whatchamacallit. I like anything that Chris Long says. He's just generally very entertaining. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. oh yeah, Long, uh, yeah, Chris Long, friend of the show. We'll just say that. Um
0: He's been on the pod. I literally talked to him on the pod, Ben. What? He's a friend of the pod. You didn't remember that? You Wait, know no, that? I did
1: because I was like, don't don't tell him about that one time he yelled at me for saying that he didn't make a good play. when I was right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I asked him if he would, Um, what would he? What would you do with your clone if you showed up right now? And he said, you know, I'd put him to work and so on and so forth. So Aww. like if Chris Long gets just like. They didn't pass the clone test. Yeah, no, you're going to get flag. brutally murdered by your clone, and that's when, that's sad.
1: When Mike hires people for the new job now, he's like, <laughs> I, like hi, my name is Kevin. like, I want to be an audio producer. And Mike's going to be like, what would you do if your clone was here right now? And <laughs> Kevin, the audio producer, would be like, I would make him record a podcast? And Mike's be like, wrong answer!
0: Murder him! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a fact. You're going to get got by your clone. Like, that's no. that's on you. That's your fault. By the way, yeah. a lot of people are asking, Ben, what you're going to do after after this after us and imagine like, having we, and, a plan. Uh, i'll clarify we don't even know for sure ben actually just asked me today like hey what am i doing and like so the answer right now is probably some Solak and Solak. and then they'll mm-hmm. probably do some qb factories with uh mark Schofield as they look at you know quarterbacks in the draft and kind of break things down mm-hmm. and everything like that i think that would be really cool really cute pairing uh, but other than that, we don't know because we don't know who the uh, the next audio producer for BGN is going to be. That search is currently underway. Everybody at at Vox and SB Nation is getting back from, from holiday and, and all that stuff. So that stuff is going to start to be put in motion as I transition out. But that's kind of where we're at right now. So Ben is going to do solo stuff. We're going to do another show together. He's going to talk with Mark a little bit, and then we're going to figure it out, Ben.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be here. I'm going to yeah. continue talking about things and writing about things so
0: people can stop trying to poach you is what i'm trying to say so all you snakes out there people are trying to poach me hey i'm throwing stuff now i don't know if you heard that
1: i feel (laughs) this is nice i feel wanted i've never been poached
0: before well i'm not gonna let it happen just so the gentle listeners know anything anything we were gonna do i i almost got into the whole sappy thing i'm gonna save that for the next show so we're not gonna do that right steal myself Yeah, we're going to steal ourselves correct. Uh, Ben, anything else before we get out of here so I can edit this show and get it doggone up there? Listen,
1: as somebody who did not attend my wedding despite being invited, you don't know just how hard and long I can cry. So you're in for a real treat. Thank you as always for listening to the Kitchen Solex show. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) uh, yeah. uh No, you uh stop
0: there because this guy sends me a wedding invite that is – it was like right after the Senior Bowl. So I would have been – Traveling to Mobile, Alabama, doing the uh-huh. senior bulk week while you were there, right? Driving to Mobile, Alabama. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. I was going to have to drive up to Chicago the next day after it was over for a wedding to drive back from mm-hmm. Chicago mm-hmm. into Florida or fly to Chicago, then fly back into mm-hmm. Alabama. Yeah. It was very selfish of you to put your uh-huh. wedding way- as, a, as a sports writer, mm-hmm. as a journalist, quote unquote, mm-hmm. as a quote unquote analyst, mm-hmm. as everybody like tweets it at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make your wedding in the middle of a football season obviously mm-hmm. wasn't your choice because I guess you're not the king of your castle and you don't wear the pants in your family. Uh, I, I guess uh, ma- uh, re- maybe if your new Mike told you to <laughs> have your wedding in the summer, it would have happened. For uh, a parting gift, I'm going to send
1: you this microphone. I, this is yours now. Uh, I invited multiple coworkers. Two of them did not come. You and BLG. <laughs> Case anyone was wondering. Thank you as always for listening to the Kisten Solak show here on BGN Radio. We do appreciate you swinging by. This was a uh, potpourri episode yeah. <laughs> centered around the Washington Eagle debacle, uh, but obviously touching on several other topics, Eagles and non Eagles related. Uh, this was the final Kiss and Solak recap show. This was the final in season Kiss and Solak show. This was really. Uh, it for Kiss and I here in the 2020 Eagles season and probably Eagles seasons to come. The Eagles lose 14 to 22 to the Washington Football Team. They are 4 11 and one on the season. They are out of the playoffs. They are picking sixth overall, and they are staring down some significant coaching and personnel decisions uh, here at bleeding green nation and bgn radio we do anticipate having you prepped for all of those this offseason even if we will be a man down as kiss goes on to his wonderful new job with vox so uh for all of your carson wentz trade rumors eagles coaching staff news and elsewise you should follow us here on the feed rate review and subscribe on whatever app you listen to your podcasts he's been michael Kiss on twitter at michael kissed nfl it's k-s-t i've been benjamin Solak on twitter at benjamin Solak. that's s-o-l-a-k Rate, review, and subscribe. so maybe one of your last opportunities to do so. And remember, folks, always kill your clone.
0: We all we got. We all we need. Fly, Eagles, fly. P.G.N.